0: and welcome back to the Not Your Average Girl podcast. It is 2021, babe, and we are so happy to be back. Technically, this isn't our first episode back for the year. You guys will hear our interview with Erin, but this is the first one we're recording in 2021, so uh, it feels good. Fresh new start, right? Are you feeling excited, Sarah? I mean, sure. More of the same shit, but... (laughs) <laughs> I know I, I feel like everyone was like, "Oh, I can't wait for the new year and a turnover and blah blah blah." And I was almost dreading it cuz it's like, yes, it's going to feel like it's this new year, but like literally nothing will be different. We're still going to be living in a literal dumpster fire, so <laughs> I guess that's fine. Um but with it being the new year, we really want to talk about the concept of new year's resolutions and I have some very strong opinions about New Year's resolutions. I'm not, I actually don't know what Sarah's are. And we decided not to discuss this in advance to kind of like surprise each other and see what we had to say about this whole, um, about this whole thing, New Year's resolutions. So I don't know if we really have surprises between us anymore. Like I have some strong predictions about what your opinions are. I'm not going to wish them until I hear you. But like, check back with me at the end, because I guarantee you, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you probably do. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty consistent. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to predict. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's, okay, let me start with this one question, Sarah. Do you participate in a New Year's resolution type activity? Type activity. I will, I'm going to answer that with a kind of, yeah. Okay. What does that look like for you? I am just not the kind of person that does this whole new year's resolution thing, like new year, new me. However, there is kind of the sense that new Year's that there is a fresh start, a clean slate or a new chapter. And I think that taking advantage of that mentality can really help me with my goal setting. So... I personally goal set year round and I have for my entire adult life. I journal consistently and my journal entries contain what like I'm struggling with, what things I might not like about myself or my life. And to avoid being completely negative, I always turn those into, okay, so what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. So what is the goal? And then what are the steps to achieve that goal? So for me, um, I'm kind of carrying over my same goals that I've been working on throughout this whole 2020, and I'm just taking that mindset and, like, allowing it to really fuel me, um, being like, you know what, in 2021, this year's behind me. Um, it helps me because I'm starting a new job and I'm moving to a new place, so I really am kind of changing my life up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that this whole concept of a new year's resolution can be really damaging. So yeah. I've definitely heard people say like, Oh, like in 2021 or, you know, whatever it is next year, I'm going to do this. And yeah. they'll say it in December. And I'm like, well, why aren't you doing it now? Mm-hmm. Well, it's my resolution. Well, but if it's something you want to change about your life, why aren't you changing it now? And I just don't believe that goals that are set with the intention of being a resolution with the intention of starting later Mm -hmm. can ever be really realized. Um, And I don't know, like maybe some people do experience success with that and if they do like great, but I just don't see it. I don't see that working for myself at least. I don't know. Do you have any current resolutions that you have going? So I normally don't set New Year's resolutions for all the exact same reason you just talked about. <laughs> there and there's all, uh, s- several other reasons too. The main reason I find that I don't set New Year's set New Year's resolutions is because I naturally am the type of person where if I decide to do something, I will just do it in the moment as fast as possible and I obsess over it until it's done. This can be a very good and a very bad quality. <laughs> I'm very obsessive like once you know, I have my mind on something. It very much like I put the blinders on. It's like all I think about until it's done. And then I'm on to the next thing, which is, you know, productive, but sometimes makes it really hard to live in the moment. So I don't normally set resolutions because I don't feel like I need to, but this year, what I kind of did or in my head decided to do was set intentions for the year, Mm. which is, you know, it's, maybe it's just semantics a little bit, but for me, I prefer to think of like a new year as in new intentions or like a new theme for the year. And it's not specific goals. It's more surrounding um, a vision of the life that I want to create. So it's like in this year, I really want to take you know steps forward towards this life that I really want for myself that was going to make me happy. So it's not like specific things. It's more... Outcome focused, it's more feeling focused, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's like for me, like one of the things this year is, you know, last year with COVID, I wasn't in the gym as much. I was still keeping up my fitness, but I lost a lot of my strength. And so one of my intentions this year is I just want to get back to that place where I felt really strong and empowered in my body. The goal isn't to go to the gym five days a week, the goal isn't to eat better the goal isn't to find to get my pull-ups back or be able to do 15 push-ups it's not the the goals aren't specific it's more just like my intention this year is to shape my life in a way that allows me to work on my inner and uh, inner mental and physical strength so I can you know continue to live in a happy and healthy body it's like it's an intention it's not super specific does that make sense yeah totally I mean I think that's an incredible way to look at it and I'm probably going to adopt that I think that's what I've been doing but I think that it's more concrete than what I am doing because for me it's very much like I know what I want and I'm working towards it but like no let's label what I want let's label how I'm working towards it and that's a little bit better Um, the one thing that I think is really important with that though is that self-awareness and we've talked about it before Mm -hmm. about You know, you have to be really self-aware in order to set an intention and then just like set foot out onto the road and and go for it and just be like, hey, this is a step towards that. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, um, my health is a huge priority for me and I mean all the time, but coming into this year, I just I feel like I've started on a great track and Mm -hmm. I want to really push through it and make it happen. And you're right, I haven't set an intention like I have to go to the gym this many days a week or I can only eat this many calories a day or whatever it is. But my intention is I need to be healthier. However, the amount of self-awareness that it takes to say like, you know, this is not healthy for me, whether it be, I don't know, for me, like I play games on my phone and it like consumes me and I end up getting really lazy and then I don't get up and move around and take care of my health and myself and my house and everything. And that all plays into it so you have to be really aware of the things that you're doing that are are kind of combating those issues so I'm kind of seeing like you know people who really have no idea where to start I can see why it makes sense to say I'm going to go to the gym whatever three days a week five days a week yeah this year yeah I I agree I think that I think that any, whatever label you want to put on it, intentions, goals, resolutions, they require a high level of accountability, a high level of self-awareness, which is why I think a lot of people fail because I've done this. I continue to do this with certain things is that we, we set goals and it's an all or nothing kind of thing. We go from zero to 100. We don't even know our why and we burn out. That is why the gyms are packed for January and then midway through February, there's no one there again. Because, And this, this is why I don't like resolutions because people do this. And I think it just does so much more harm than good because everyone sets goals for a really positive reason. Everyone wants to make positive change in their life. It never comes from a bad place, but so few people are taught and have the opportunity to develop the actual skills that it takes to make realistic goals for themselves. And I set themselves up for success. And that's one of the issues that I have specifically with New Year's resolutions is I don't think all goals are bad. But New Year's resolutions are something that we usually think about in the past, in like the last week or two of the year. We make them when we are stressed out from the holidays. We are feeling really not great about what we're eating and drinking. You know, we are retired. It's dark outside. We have seasonal depression and we're making these snap goals that we think are going to magically change our lives. And we don't do any preparation in order to prepare ourselves to meet these goals. Like, I think people forget that like, you don't just like set a goal and then like You're like, goal starts Monday and then Monday you go ham. Like that doesn't work for most people. In reality, a goal, a big goal that's going to make a lasting impact of your life takes weeks to months to learn about and to work through in your head enough to be in the place to actually make it happen. For example, say you decide like you really, really want to get fit. Like that's the perfect example. That's the, that's like the classic New Year's resolution example. It's like, I want to lose 50 pounds in January. And you decide that on like December 21st and you have rare, you rarely go to the gym. You don't really have much knowledge of nutrition. You don't really understand how body composition works or the recovery process works. So January 1st, you have the best intention to like, heck yeah, you show up to the gym, you go ham on January 1st, you wake up the next day, you can't move. You're so exhausted. You force yourself to go to the gym and you do it for three or four days. And then all of a sudden you are so burnt out and it's hard to keep going and you've already lost your momentum. And then chances are in two or three weeks that you're just never going to go to the gym ever again, <laughs> You didn't set yourself up for success. And that's what happens when you make snap goals for new year's resolutions. The, I think the reason why goals that you make throughout the year stick a little bit longer is because there's not this like strict time frame to them. And it gives you a little bit more time to like mentally wrap your head around the why. And it gives you enough time to, um, like want it bad enough to make it happen. You have given me like so many thoughts just in <laughs> that one rant. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say that was a rant. I'm sorry. I'm very no, passionate about this topic. <laughs> no, I, I also I, I agree. But like so many things popped into my mind while you were talking about this, and one was this whole idea of like you know you consider it in the last little bit of the year, um, and the little last last little bit. You're so right we are in a different place than we were in the beginning of the year and we were in the summer, you know, we're mentally in a different spot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times December can be a time of like great stress, um, great depression, anxiety, um, weight gain, um, things that just don't make you make great decisions. (laughs) Um, And it made me think of an example that I overheard the other day. So, as you know, I work at a gym and a woman was at the gym and she said, yeah, I just ordered a juice cleanse for January. No. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm trying really hard not to be judgmental because you know what? Some people swear by it. Some people love it. Some people can really do well with it. And that's to each their own. I That's all I'm going to say on it. But... She literally said the words like, oh, yeah, like I had no self-control in December, juice cleanse in January. And I just sitting there like, you know, it's just <laughs> you're not going to do a juice cleanse in January and have it set you right for the whole year and then fall off in December again. Like, it's it, just not I don't know. To me, a goal should be sustainable. It should be something that like really affects change in your life, not just makes you drop the three pounds you you gained during Christmas, you know, like whatever, just go back to your normal eating habits, stop eating the baked goods, you know, or just, you know, don't care and just embrace three pounds because no one else knows you gained that weight. <laughs> <laughs> it leads into this idea that like when we, when she's like, she said she had no self-control that. She needs to like almost punish herself or like go so far in the other direction. It's like, first of all, like that's such a, that's such negative self-talk. Like it really says a lot about probably the way she thinks about herself to use words like that about the way that she ate. Like I had no self-control. It's like, no, like let's reframe that. Let's say, you know what? This December was probably the weirdest fucking December of all of our lives. And you indulged in food you know, you were coping in the best way you knew how, and that's totally fine. And, you know, you can want to kind of get back on track in January, but it's not that you need to go on a juice cleanse. I know. And then, you know, what really upsets me too, is that, so this particular woman has a daughter. The daughter is, I think, 13 or 14 doing the juice cleanse with her. Oh my God. Saying all of this to me with her daughter present and talking about like, I mean, how much weight she's gained and not that it really matters because you could be overweight and still be saying this. And I would still think that it was a bad idea. In fact, I probably think it was a worse idea if you're overweight because <laughs> um, that's called a crash diet and it's going to hurt you in the long run. But she's just doing this like negative self body talk. and I'm looking at this woman and I'm like, you know what, For you are visibly very, very, very fit. Like you not only are you lean, but you have muscles, like this is a healthy woman yeah. who just indulged in some baked goods over Christmas and she's doing all this negative self-talk and I'm like, man, like I do not want to judge the way anybody parents or the way anybody thinks of themselves. We all have our own baggage and shit, and I am no perfect person by any means. Um, but just from an outsider's view, like, I just, I could see it through a different lens. I'm sure that I have spoken the same way about myself in front of people who are affected by it as well. Like, I have younger sisters, right? I mean, I'm sure that I've done the same. But from the outsider's view, it's just like, girl, this is not necessary. And I don't know. It just, it made me sad. It made me sad that, like, this is what we're teaching young girls. This is what, like, the rhetoric that we're, they're, we're buying into this. And I don't even blame her for buying into it because... <laughs> Most of most of us do, and like, I mean, I did for the longest time until you're right. I took the time to educate myself about what is actually health, what is good for body. And it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is um, <laughs> this is a rabbit hole I can go down. But what I will say is that what I have observed, and I have definitely participated in this. I, I think everyone has is that. People are, when it comes to being fit, and I I actually think, we'll use this as an example. We'll use fitness as an example, but I think this applies to like a lot of things. But when it comes to getting fit or losing weight, any of those types of things, people for some reason will go to any length to do it except what actually works, which (laughs) is a clean diet well, I shouldn't use the word clean, a well-balanced diet with whole foods that allows for indulgences every once in a while and and then a great good amount of exercise, um, strength, training, whatever fuels your soul. That is the most, in the long run, effective thing that you can do to be fit and healthy and if you have aesthetic goals to get your body aesthetically where it needs to be. But people for some reason, want this magic fix so bad that they would be like willing to spend $300 on a bottle of pills that some influencer says will burn off their freaking muffin top. And they'll spend $300 on that. They'll spend 300 freaking dollars on that before they're willing to go to the store and spend $50 on healthy fruits and vegetables and spend $30 a month on a gym membership and get their butt there four days a week. People want the magic cure. Girl, I I you're feel you're feeling my rabbit hole because I been talk all day about food addiction and why people won't do the like eating just good whole foods. I like I know why because I am one of those people that has struggled to do it because I know food addiction is freaking real. And I know that this um, market we live in yeah. um is designed to get us addicted to products. We have Products that are high fat, high salt, high sugar, as high as possible without making the food taste bad. And those are our processed foods. So once you've indulged in those things, it's it's one of the hardest addictions to break is the that addiction to that high fat, high sugar, like high carb, yeah, just high salt. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. And and I, I genuinely think that's what it is, people want eat the way they eat and be thin. And I mean, God, let's rewind to last week and talk about Aaron's episode and, you know, take an even bigger step back and just say, why do we need to be so thin? <laughs> why yeah, thinness, Let's make some better goals. Be goal, in my opinion, but yeah, no, yeah. Let's make some better goals. Right? <laughs> exactly. But the, the other thing that you made me think of Jess was that, That idea of, like, that burnout and that, you know, you just go from your December when you're indulging and slacking off your workouts and whatever. Which, girl, I support (laughs) fully. Eat your gingerbread cookies and your gravy and your mashed potatoes. Like, have all of it. And I have no judgment for you. Don't go to the gym for three weeks. Don't care. Like, do it up. However, (laughs) I did this this year and I've only just recently gotten back into to being more fit recently. So it's, it's been a struggle (laughs) to say the least, but I started feeling great. I started getting my adrenaline rushes after workouts. I really crave being at the gym, loved it. So after all this Christmas stuff was all done, I went for my last workout of the year and i do circuit training so within the first three of nine stations I was so out of breath that i was lightheaded and about to faint i had to put my head between my legs i had to stop working out i almost vomited like it was horrible and i was going i didn't recognize that you know i had reached a limitation and that i had to treat my body the way i need to treat it like I was thinking, you know what? It's a, like, it's Christmas over. It's a new me. Like, going to work out so hard. So, I went harder than I'd ever gone. And I couldn't complete the whole circuit the way I needed to complete it because I was so not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. So, that point that you made about just like preparing yourself and, and pacing yourself and doing what is good for your body is so important if we're talking about fitness. So, mm-hmm. that's a huge one for me. Yeah. And I think what happens when like people burn out too, is it, it creates a negative association with that goal. Like we need to set smaller bite-sized goals to trick our brain into getting that um, reward response. When you set a goal that doesn't really have an end date or is a very long-term goal, you know, you're bound to get off track here and there. And when you have no, you know, kind of milestones within that goal, it can be really hard to lose your way and feel like you're getting off track. And that starts our brain into this negative spiral of, I can't do this, like, fuck this, it doesn't work anyways. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this, blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to lose yourself and move off off track. So my advice would be to anyone who, you know, is setting these types of goals is to, and you're in you, you're a goal-setting type person, because, I mean, Sarah and I don't really believe in goals, but, like, if you do, that's totally fine. I think they can be done well. I just don't think most people do them well, which is why I don't like them. But if you are the type of person that wants to set concrete goals, you know, set a bigger goal, set an intention, and then give yourself smaller manageable goals as you go. So these should be goals that are like one to two weeks long. They should be immediately available and achievable to you. And so you should kind of be making that you should be planning ahead, but also kind of making them as you go. So, you know, like say your goal is like, okay, January 1st, week one, I want to get into the gym just twice. I want to go, I want to stay for an hour and I want to do a really good stretch and a warm down. And I'm going to see how I feel at the end of this week. So at the end of the week, you can say, okay, I did that. That was totally achievable. I know I did that. Okay, so let's say for the next two weeks, I could do two a week and I felt good. So I'm going to do three a week. Reach a bit further, but base it off your past. Take your data of how you've been performing and use it to kind of set your goal. If you start to say, okay, three workouts a week, I found a little hard, you know, that 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 third workout i couldn't really get myself there i did it but it was a struggle okay so next week we'll do three again and then maybe it's easier next week three weeks three times a week you move it to four like that's the types of things we should be allowing ourselves flexibility you should be working with ourselves in the moment what happens if one of these weeks you get your period and you don't go to the gym the whole week because you feel like you're dying well that's okay but then you need to adjust your goal and be realistic and if you don't necessarily mentally reset that goal smaller goal, you might find that it just gets you so off track from your huge, ginormous goal. So I think it's really important to, you know, bite it off, bite, bite off small chunks and make them achievable. Set yourself up for success. There's nothing wrong with making it smaller and more easy. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't need this big, flashy goal because it's not like it's not there to impress anyone. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're brushing on like just touching upon something that I think personally is the most important part of any goal setting or any resolution, any of, of that stuff. And that's that you need to ask yourself, what do you want your life to look like after you reach that goal? Like, yeah. you cannot reach a goal and then be like, okay, it's done. Because, okay, let's, if we continue on this theme of health and losing weight and being better, whatever you what happened it's the same thing that we talked about with aaron last week and and crash dieting you know you you do so well you lose all this weight and then the diet is over and your body doesn't stay that way yeah you start eating normal again and you gain the weight back and it's the same thing with any goal so, for instance, one of my current goals with Scott is that we are saving for a down payment on the house. So, this year, the goal isn't to save a certain amount of money. It is to follow our budget throughout the year. That means exactly what you said, Jess. Like, the, our budget can change, right? Mm-hmm. I am an on-call teacher. So, some months I'll work five days a week. And some days I won't. Some, some months I won't. And so, my budget has to... Be adjusted according to the amount of work I'm getting. It has to be adjusted according to whatever. If my car breaks down, I have to fix it. You know, you don't have that flexibility. But my goal is follow the budget. Following the budget is going to lead me to saving money for a down payment. I don't know at the end of the year exactly how much money I'm going to have, but I do know I'll have a substantial amount of money for a down payment, and Once I have followed my budget through the whole year, I'm not going to stop budgeting. And that's the biggest thing for me. Once I've formed this habit, it needs to be a habit. It's not a habit that I formed for the sake of the goal. It's a habit I formed because it was benefiting my life. So if I have made a goal, for instance, to be healthier and to, you know, for me, I need to go on more walks. I need to get to the gym more often and I need to eat more whole foods. Those are kind of three of the elements I'm working on. Those are things that I want to last me my whole life. I don't want to do it this year to lose 30 pounds. I want to live my life that way. I want to be 50 and still going on walks, still going to the gym and eating even more whole foods than I will throughout this year. Like the goal is lifelong. And if your goal is not lifelong, it's not a goal that you need to achieve. That's what I believe. I mean, (laughs) I don't think that anybody needs to lose 40 pounds for their wedding and then gain it all back. That shows some insecurity, some, some maybe mental health issues that are going on there, not physical health. Right. And so I just think that that's my biggest issue with resolutions is that they're even more likely to just end. So even if the, the, 1% 1% of the population or whatever it is that follows through on their new year's resolution goes all the way till December. Mm-hmm. But that's the end. That's the end of that resolution. I saved $13,000 this year done. And then you just go back to your whole life, right? You know what I mean? You really have to consider what benefit is this, this goal or this objective like going to bring to my life. And I think, for me, that's why I say, like, I goal set year round because my goals always feed into one another, you know, like, my goal this month, form a budget. My goal next month, follow my budget. My goal next bu- month, pay off this part portion of my credit or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And they they just, they keep forming new goals. They never finish. And I think that a lot of people can, including myself, struggle with this idea that there's no end. There's no I made it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that I'm struggling with right now. And I know that like, my friends and family really try to get me to celebrate the milestones because I'm so oriented <laughs> to keep, you know. Okay, so I did this. Now I have to do that. I did this. Now I have to do that. Mm-hmm. But still, like celebrate it. You know, you budget all year. Amazing. Celebrate yeah. that you ac- accomplish something. Don't drop it, but celebrate it. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that can be hard to think about. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I think that's kind of why I like the idea of intentions because I feel like those are more like holistic things that you want to carry through your life. So yeah, like I think, you know, the thing, some things have an end day, like saving for a mortgage or saving for a down payment. Sorry. Like One day you will save enough for a down payment. And like you said, you want to keep budgeting because your intention is to have financial literacy. Your intention is to be financially healthy, is to not have debt. That's the intention. And then there's like these subgroups that that basically the intention, the intention allows you to achieve certain things in your life. And one of those kind of achievements within your intention is saving for a down payment. Right? When you move on from that, your intention is still to live a financially well-rounded life, but you're going to have new goals. You're going to have, like, one day you'll have kids and you'll probably have goals for saving for their education, or you'll have goals of saving up to renovate the place that you buy, and those will all fall within that intention of being financially healthy, because when we focus on our intentions, it puts us in a spot where we don't have to go so ham on these goals, because we're just living a life that allows us to make these things happen for ourselves with less effort, because we're we're aligning our life to allow those things into it, if that makes sense. So like, for me, my intention is to to live a healthy lifestyle. So if for some reason, I decided, hey, like, I want to run a Tough Mudder this summer, okay, well, I'm already in a good spot. Maybe I got to amp it up a little bit, but like my intentional way of living is already putting me into the position where I can probably make that happen for myself without doing this weird, drastic lifestyle change. That's going to shock me and not be sustainable. So I, yeah, I really love the idea of just kind of like, like you said, keeping the long-term vision. Um, And so, you know, some things don't have an end date. Like you know, that's the hard thing with fitness goals is because like, even if you decide, Hey, I want to get super fit. And I, I want to like my goal is to do a pull up this year. Well, the thing with fitness is you'll lose it if you don't keep doing it. So there's no <laughs> end date. Like you just kind of got to keep going. But the goal is to be, you know, is to work it into like your daily life. That's, that's where you'll actually get changed. And I think that's where it's actually becomes fun. Like doing something because you set a goal makes it a chore, you know? Because you're like, I have to do this. I have to meet my goal. And it creates a negative association. Whereas if you can get yourself to the place, you know, it doesn't need to be that way off the bat. But if you can find ways to get yourself to the place where you genuinely enjoy the lifestyle that allows you to achieve your goals, it's not going to feel so damn hard to achieve your goals. So I don't even think that it is, you know, making the goal that makes it a chore. I think that sometimes we create goals that are more of chores and I think that we need to question like why why we want to achieve that goal if that makes sense I mean for instance somebody who says I want to be able to do a pull up this year um might find it a chore because they just want to be able to do the pull up and once they've done the pull up they're done Mm -hmm. so that's a chore That's like you're just working on something that you're not loving. You're hating it. You'll accomplish on that one day. You finally do the pull-up or the chin-up or whatever, and that's it. Versus someone who says, health is a priority for me, but it's something that I've struggled with for a long time. I want to get healthy. And one of my biggest things that I've always wanted to do is a pull-up. And then they work towards doing a pull-up because it's fun for them, because it's part of what's getting them into the gym. It's a different thing. You can make a goal and say, I want to do a pull-up this year because fitness matters to me. Health matters to me. Feeling strong is empowering for me. And I know that trying to pull up, yeah, it's an intention that those are my big ideas of who I want to be and the life I want to live. And doing that is going to force me into the gym to achieve that goal. And that is a totally different thing than somebody who just says, you know, it, to me, I'm picturing like some big guy who's like, can't do a pull up and just wants to be a manly man and say that he can <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't care. He doesn't love it. He just wants to do it because he wants to say he can do it. And then it's a fucking chore. You know what? You know what this makes me think about too? It's like, as soon as you start saying this, this is what pops in my head is you know, who are you making that goal for? Is that goal really for you? Is that goal really to make you happy? Or is that goal based on the way that you want other people to see you? Is that goal based on the fact that you're trying to be someone else or for jealousy or insecurity? Or is that goal really because it's something that you want deep down inside? Which is what you said, Sarah, like you want to do a, if you really want to be able to do a pull up because, you know, you love fitness and it's like a fun challenge and blah, 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 then like, awesome, do it. But if you're like, I want to, you know, I go to the gym and I don't feel very good about myself and I see other people doing pull ups and I want to be one of those people that can do a pull up. Well, like ma- that still might get you there. Like if you've got a competitive spirit, like go for it. But I think it's also important to consider why we're making the goals that we are. Because it's a lot easier to hold yourself accountable if it's something that you really want for yourself. Yeah. Self-awareness, ladies and gents. It's important stuff. Cats and dogs. I started saying that. Okay. Ladies and gents and cats and dogs. That definitely sounds like something an elementary school teacher would say, Sarah. You what? You morphed over. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? I, think yeah, so. I feel like that's something that my elementary school teachers would have said. I've <laughs> seen this new thing on TikTok called, oh, not called, but they address this group <laughs> as she's, gays, and they's. Have you seen okay. it? And okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I don't <laughs> know if my kindergartners would understand it, but. Mm, I mean. I mean, it could be explained to them. I'm not sure if they, I'm not sure if they would innately know. It depends if they have cool parents or not, or. Can I just grasp what they, the amount that they're ready to grasp? You can tell them everything and they'll just look at you like, oh, sure. Okay. And walk away. and never <laughs> again. It's funny. Like I'm going to um, go clean my pants in the corner. Um, yeah. Bye. I usually go with the term friends. Hey friends. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> That's my Anyways. sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, to me, I think that if there's things in your life that you want to change, don't wait for January 1st. Take Start taking steps immediately. It doesn't mean that you need to jump b- both feet into the water right away and go ham. It just means that you need to start taking small steps towards achieving your goal or your resolution or your intention or whatever you want to call it. So what I mean by that is, you know, start researching, start wrapping your head around what you want to do. You know, what my favorite thing is to like watch YouTube j- videos about other people's journeys of doing things and kind of like see the steps that they went through and kind of get my wrap my head around some of the challenges that they face. So I can put myself in a position to be ready to face those challenges. Um, you know, I, I'm a researcher, I will research every, research every little thing before I do something. And it really helps mentally prepare you. It gives your brain time to like warm up to the idea and really kind of get it flowing and really, you know, set yourself up for success. Like this year, 2021, make this the year that you do goal setting, right? Don't just jump in, help yourself out, take it a bit slower and be more methodical about it. And it's probably going to work out better for you in the long run. Plus you're going to learn a lot more. You're going to educate yourself. You're going to be very well prepared to make a sustainable change. And you might even discover like a new passion. Like when I started struggling with my skin, it was kind of like an unofficial goal of mine to get rid of my pimples. Duh. And I just researched everything under the sun that I could about skincare. I was watching YouTube videos. Again, this is my obsessive personality coming into play. So I guess it worked here. I watch YouTube videos, dermatologists, skincare experts. I tried uh, like tried different products. I read articles. I read like academic articles. I talked to my friends about it. And I really, really went all in before I started like, you know, going to my doctor about it or like buying certain things or trying different techniques. And now I have such a passion for skincare. Like my skin cleared up now, thank God. But now I've discovered this passion for skincare. I love to talk about it. I love to learn about it. I love to help my friends with it. And it's so, it's so awesome. And I wouldn't have discovered that passion if I had just like gone and, you know, bought freaking the first acne product on the market. Mm -hmm. And it ended up working for me because I took the time to research things and, um, know what I had to do so I just think we need to slow down a bit on the goals like hold your horses Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't go go to rush yeah and you know what the final the final note that I kind of had that that I do want to put into the world is that if it's something that you really struggle with but you really want to change and you know we always joke, you know. I'm the <laughs> head in the clouds, whimsical the girl, and and Jess is very like logical, and she brings me down to earth, and she researches, and she is smart. And <laughs> we always joke about that. <laughs> that you make it sound like you're not smart, Sarah. I'm very smart. Whatever. You're so smart, please. but <laughs> no, the do? point is, like, I'm more likely to be the person on new year's eve being like oh my god it's gonna be a new year and like feeling so good about it, right and i do identify with that feeling i do i identify with that feeling of like a clean slate a fresh start i do and if you are that person who is really struggling with something that you want to change in your life and one of those things i can imagine would be like quitting smoking or drinking or um something that is really really hard and you're a person that's like me, who's a little bit whimsical, you just get that spur of the moment feeling on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and you want to make that a resolution, girl, do it. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, this is not to say don't make a resolution, this is not to say um, resolutions never work. But again, quitting drinking or quitting smoking you're not quitting for the year you're quitting because you want to be done with it. And I think that's why those things come to mind for me. I'm like, those are long-term goals. I mean, yes, you want to do it in this year and yes, January 1st is a great time to feel ready to do it. Um, but those are also not just like, Oh, I did a pull up or I quit smoking. Let me have it's January 1st again, light up a cigarette. Like, no. That's <laughs> <the point. laughs> yeah. That was right? a hard year. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do think like there's that element just for those um, flaky, whimsical people like me who are like, ooh, January first, let's do this. <laughs> like, um, use that. Like if that fuels you, let it fuel you, absolutely. Um, but just take take both of those pieces of advice. Both the you know be logical, take small steps, make goals that are long term. Make goals that have your um, you know, your life intentions at mind in mind when you make them. And those will set you up for success. I think. I mean, honestly, goal setting is one of my passions and it, it's something that like I listen to tons of life coach podcasts, and that's very much something that I've taken from life coaching is these this idea of goals um being small steps and being things that that are permanent, not that are achieved. And then you move on. So yeah, that's was, that was my little two cents that I wanted to just leave off with, I think. I have nothing to add. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> How often does that happen? With that being said, let's leave off on, do you want to share some of your intentions slash goals for the year, Sarah, to help keep you accountable? Yeah. If any of them are you're willing to share with the general public? Girl, <laughs> it's not even a question. I tell you guys everything. If like honestly, I feel like the people who listen to this podcast know me better than my own family. They <laughs> just know every deep, dark, dirty secret of mine. No, I mean, I have tons of goals for this this year and and onwards. And as I said, one of them is we're saving for a down payment for a place. The hope is to have enough by the end of the year. If we don't, we'll keep saving into next year, and that's great. Um, And then the other, obviously, is to just prioritize my health. Um, And when I say health, I genuinely mean health for the first time. I don't mean I would need to be skinny. I mean I love the gym, and I want to be in the gym more. I love good food, and I want to learn how to cook good food (laughs) and food that fuels me. And I want to improve my energy levels and my ability to sleep. And all of those things come with health. So those are some main ones for me. Um, and then, you know, I have a tendency to get, I don't know how to put it, maybe negative with people I am really close with, like my, my family or my boyfriend. And I'm really working on um, not getting so comfortable with people that I l- unleash my, my bad side on them, if that makes any sense. Um, really just trying to see the best in the people that I'm closest to and, and really just showing love to everybody. Um, so that's just more of a a personality goal because really it just makes me happier in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have this, um, tendency to nitpick people, especially people I love like my parents or my sisters or my boyfriend. So (laughs) I am really working on learning to let things go um, that's not something that is ever fully accomplished. So that's an example of a goal that's lifelong. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my main ones right now. I think, do you have anything that you're working on right now? Yeah. Like I mentioned before, it's kind of this year, I, I would love to focus on, you know, getting strength back in my life. So, you know, just being back in the gym a little bit more and, uh, continuing to learn more about nutrition and eating good food and strengthening my body in other ways too like you know, drinking a lot of water and getting my vitamins and making sure my health is in a good place. Um, and that is like my mental health well as well. like being mentally strong and mentally resilient, I think is gonna be really important this year. Um, I think last year for me was a bit of a selfish year. Not that I did anybody wrong, but so many things happened in my life that I was like very focused in on myself and kind of just like surviving COVID, surviving the breakup, just, I, you know, just kind of like focusing more on myself. And I think this year I want to like turn my energy outwards a little bit again and like really focus on cultivating my friendships and my family relationships as COVID opens back up. And hopefully I'm able to do that is get those relationships back to where they were before because I do feel distance with some friends which sucks and I don't want to feel that way and it's mostly because of covid so and the my relationship dynamics changing I have a lot of mutual friends so it kind of made some things interesting. But uh, yeah, just focusing on that. And then yeah, being intentional about my career this year, I want to keep learning. I just finished a course in December and I signed up for the advanced class in January. So just kind of like focus on my career, developing new skills, pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and like the podcast balls. And that is really going ham on the podcast and really amping up the promotion we're doing with it. So those are some of like my intentions and like the little goals within it. Um, I think, I think that's probably for now, but we'll see if those change kind of like halfway through the year and yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Um, I honestly think that this year is going to be more interesting to navigate than last year. Mm -hmm. I agree. because Like we're still dealing with COVID, but I, I just, I'm very interested to see, you know, what's going to be different when things start to open back up. (laughs) I feel like we're all going to be like, let back out into the wild. And we're all going to be like, oh, what's (laughs) happening? How do I exist as a human? And yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit of a weird year. So I am interested to see what 2021 brings. I think it's going to be a good year. Positive vibes. I'm done with being mad about COVID. I'm just focusing on getting through it. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Like, it's that idea of, like, how do we move on from this now? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because we don't just go back to normal because that what life was before is is gone. Yeah. And it's I think it's permanently gone. A lot of things are going to be different. So it's going to be a lot to navigate, I think. But I agree. I think it's going to be great. I think it's hard. But if we survive 2020, God help us, we're going to survive 2021. So. We can do this. We've After got that it. year, whew, we've got it. <laughs> In the bag. <laughs> exactly. I'm so excited to go to a concert. Like, if I could tell you one <laughs> thing that makes me so emotional to think about when COVID is over, it is, Going to a concert with you, Sarah, hopefully, Miranda Lambert, which got canceled twice because of COVID, where we can just go and get tipsy and hold each other and sing at the (laughs) top of our lungs. Yeah. To cry. I know. (laughs) I I so agree. That's Uh, one of the ones that I miss the most, too. And the other one is just my grandparents. Like, I'm so close to my grandparents. I cannot wait to go up to my cabin and hug them and you know i just i miss them so much and they are obviously really lonely it's just the two of them up there so the granddaughters have been getting a lot of phone calls yeah <laughs> but you know it's just not the same but we will get that. there we have we have survived this far we will continue to survive i believe it we got this <laughs> 2021 oh yeah Awesome. Well, we hope you like the episode. We hope you're feeling inspired. <laughs> Hopefully not you're not like, Oh shit, my goals. Oh no. <laughs> we hope this inspired you. Um and we hope yeah, we hope you like this episode. If you didn't listen to ep- Aaron's episode last week, make sure you do because it really ties in nicely with this episode. Especially if you're struggling with your body image and like your eating habits, I think it would be really great for you to listen to. So also Aaron, Aaron is a queen. So please go oh. listen because Everything she said, like, I feel like should be written as gospel. It was so good. Yeah. Was it was one of my favorite episodes we've done. So please go listen to this episode. She was amazing. Yeah, I will definitely have her back on to talk some more about those topics because we barely scratched the surface. So, um, so if you are listening on Spotify, don't forget to follow along. And by follow along, people, I mean, click the follow button because... That makes sure that you are alerted every time there's a new episode. And it also is just a really beautiful, nice thing that you can do for Sarah and I. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, maybe leave us a little rating, leave us a little review, tell us what you think. Um, And if you want to follow along, you can find us on Instagram at notyouraveragegirl.podcast. You can find me at Jess R Stafford, and you can find Sarah at sarah.mags. And you guys, you never know. When Jeff might read another diary entry, some <laughs> 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 of them are more humorous, I'm sure. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, th- also, thank you everyone for your support from the letter from my 16 year old self episode. I was so scared to post that and wow, your feedback and the messages that you sent me were, I was, yeah, I was really emotional. Some people sent me some really, really beautiful things and I'm really glad that that touched you and it was so nice that you reached out and shared your story with me because I found it so touching. So thank you. Hopefully next time I'm reading a diary entry, it's on an episode with Sarah where we're reading our ridiculous diaries and it's not depressing at all. (laughs) Fingers crossed. I mean, that's likely. I actually need to go dig out my diary tonight. That's a great idea. (laughs) Okay, do it. Do it. Do it. And we'll we'll maybe record this in a couple weeks. Woo! Amazing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, It has been a blast. Welcome to 2021. You've got this year. And we'll see you next week. Bye, friends. Bye.